Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us, the editor of the Weekly Standard, Bill Crystal, who has somehow survived Hurricane Sandy. And I don't know if you're like me, Bill. I've been trying to push the hurricane coverage away to try to find out what's going on with the presidential race. My email and Twitter feed is full of people going, what's going on with the race? Is this going to turn it around? Is President Obama too presidential? Can Mitt still win? I'd be surprised if this affects the race one way or the other. I I don't think voters get react that much to very short-term developments. But President Obama, we all hope he does a good job, and uh, insofar as he has much to do uh, with the reaction to the storm, and obviously we all hope that the storm doesn't do too much damage uh, to to life and uh, and uh, and even to property. Though I'm afraid there is a lot of property damage, especially down down in New York, and some lives lost. Um, I think where the race stands is. The, all the polls pretty much are somewhere between a tie and a narrow Romney lead, except for Gallup, which has a broader Romney lead. It has a tighter, likely voter screen. What's striking, if you look inside some of the polls, is an awful lot depends on who you think is going to vote or has voted. I think about a quarter of the country's voted already. Um, and if you assume a broad electorate, a lot of people voting, um, Obama tends to do okay to get into a tie and maybe a slight lead in a couple of the key battleground states. If you assume that a propensity to vote drops off among some of the Obama voting groups, Romney has a lead. And, uh, for example, in the NPR poll, I'm sorry, in the battleground poll, which had, I think, Obama up one among what they called likely voters, when Ed Goaz, one of the pollsters, really pushed the numbers to who he, he really thought would turn out, he got to something like Romney plus four or five. So there's a fair amount of variability depending on who votes. I'm curious to know uh, how it can be the case that independents continue to break for Romney so solidly in poll after poll, whether it's the Washington Post poll or Gallup or uh, Rasmussen, and yet the race is a tie. I thought it was the case that the independents decided this stuff, Bill. Well, they do, but if, uh, if the independents are about a quarter of the electorate and if Democrats end up being you know, more than uh, three points ahead of Republicans in the electorate, then if you just do the math, you know, you can win independence by a few points, but if you're only winning a few points of a quarter, what are you winning, you know, 13 to 12 or 14 to 11? But if Democrats are plus three, the 14 to 11 margin goes away, right? So a huge amount depends on the turnout model you use. I, I was looking at a private poll which did three different models depending on who turns out, and it just makes a big difference if you assume we have an electorate that looks like 2008 or 2004 or something in between. I don't know. I, the people I trust who are not, you know, happy talker types, kind of your typical pessimistic pollsters, are mildly optimistic in the Romney camp and in Republican circles in general. I think they really do think that that it's superficially a tie, but underneath there remains a bit of momentum for Romney. But more importantly, underneath the real likely electorate probably is to, gives Romney a two or three point lead, which probably is enough to take him over the top in the Electoral College. We're one week away, and the most astonishing number I've seen today is the Gallup poll that shows that, according to their polling, Mitt is winning among early voters. And that is a upside-down universe for a guy like me who ran against Democrats in South Carolina, where all the absentee voting was driven by organizational votes that overwhelmingly favored Democrats. What's that say? Yes, I saw another poll that has Obama winning by about the same budget margin among early voters. So uh, who knows? I mean, if Mitt were to really win early voters uh, by any kind of margin, that would be pretty impressive. Early voters are usually more Democratic. I talked with one Republican, Republican operative yesterday 
who's very heartened by the early vote in Colorado. I think I think 80% of Coloradans will vote before Election Day. I think maybe two-thirds already have. I may have those numbers off, but a very large number of Coloradans vote early. Um, and he thinks Colorado is going to be good for Romney. He thinks he'll win it uh, based on the analysis of where that vote's from and who's voting. In Florida, he's a little nervous. I mean, Romney's ahead in Florida. Everyone kind of assumes he's going to win it. If he doesn't win it, he won't win the presidency. But he says there the Obama people seem to have done a very good job of turning up turning out early voting from areas that have a lot of low propensity voters, voters who don't always vote, who would, and also voters who will tend to be uh, for Obama. So he's a little nervous about Florida. So I do think it probably differs from state to state, and um, who knows exactly what these polls are, are capturing there. Look, they, there's a reason they have a margin of error. There's a reason they warn you that, you know, that you can't, they're not predicting things down to one percentage point, and it remains obviously a very close race. I think I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm congenitally pessimistic, and I, I just hate to even make a, a positive prediction. But I, I, I think if you just take a cold-eyed look at the numbers, you'd have to slightly favor Romney at this point. Well, then let's conclude the conversation with talking about the campaigns themselves, because I think that it appears that President Obama is running the campaign of a guy who's losing. It's very negative. It's very bitter. Still a lot of name-calling. He said that he was. it hurt him that Mitt Romney's running an ad about Jeep moving jobs over to China. Uh, and he's also got people campaigning in Minnesota and Pennsylvania the last week. Meanwhile, Mitt Romney seems to be running a positive, here's what I'm going to do campaign, talking about bigger, broader themes. The word big is the number one word in his vocabulary. Does does that tell us anything, Bill Crystal? No, it does. Look, Romney's done well by being presidential or pre-presidential in the last month and, and by making it convincing to voters that he can and should be the next president. That's what you have to do when you're a challenger. At the end of the day, you can knock down the incumbent, but unless things are just so horrible that just, they're going to throw the guy out no matter what, you've got to make yourself credible, especially when you're talking about the presidency. It's not like removing a congressman and you, put, you can get rid of this guy. He's going to be one of 435 votes. And then you're going to get rid of him two years from now if you don't like him. I mean, president's an incredibly serious job, and people want to be reassured that the challenger, who by definition hasn't been president, can be president. So I think Romney is wise to stay mostly positive, big theme, forward-looking, uh, issues-based. I wonder whether he'll decide perhaps to give a, a closing argument uh, for 15 minutes or 30 minutes in some of the key swing states to buy some TV time. I think that's pretty hard to do technically, but you can certainly buy cable at least and, and sort of emphasize again that he's the candidate of forward-looking ideas and plans. Um, I think the Obama campaign decided they just need to knock down Romney. They're not going to convince anyone one way or the other about Obama's past four years. The data's in on that. It's kind of late to be laying out a forward-looking plan. That, that, that glossy brochure they put out last week seems to have disappeared without a trace. And it's back to trying to disqualify Romney, and that's what they're going to do for the last week. I'd prefer to have Romney's hand. I'd prefer to be making a positive case as you close, rather than the negative case the Obama campaign's making. I suppose that his handling of the storm could conceivably be his version of a positive case. Hey, look, I'm a competent president. I'm in charge. I just think voters, with all the huge issues out there, are going to be appreciative if the president helps the governors and the mayors do a good job of handling the storm, but uh, I can't believe it's going to change many votes. On behalf of all my fellow Weekly Standard readers, I have to ask you the final question, Bill Crystal. What is the Electoral College number for Mitt Romney going to be? I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's like everyone else. I've been staying up at night, and uh, <laughs> one friend of mine told me he thought, weirdly, Ohio can end up being better for Romney than Virginia, which could be even very, very tight. And can you win without Virginia, which you can if you get Colorado and Iowa and New Hampshire so? Um, I think the highest number anyone's projected for Romney is 301. I think the lowest is, well, you can get down to the low 200s. 
and I'm going to pass on that question. But let's do one more of these podcasts, maybe on Friday. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a number on Friday. Is that a deal? Let me show you bold leadership for a new era, Bill Crystal. Three hundred and two. Because the electoral. I wonder, I wonder which of us is doing the math wrong. I mean, I got three or one on the positive. Uh, you you left area. out Maine's one oh, I don't, vote yeah, I because don't Maine that. distributes its votes two okay, so for the winner and then one for each congressional. Okay, so we agree that that we must be doing the same, have the same state. Three o two is the number, and we will return with another podcast. And when I'm wrong, you can humiliate me no, here no, no, at WeeklyStandard.com. Keep that number stuck in my head for the next week, and uh, we'll return with another podcast and, and and dissect it at the end of the week. Bill Crystal, thanks so much. This is the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check WeeklyStandard.com on a regular basis for more podcasts from your favorite Weekly Standard writers.